0: Hey, so what do you do when you see a train wreck, John? You stop and you watch. It's what it feels like being an Angel fan right now, right? However, there is one positive. We've tried to find it, and we're going to talk about it coming up. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels.
1: You are locked on Angels. Your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops.
1: Thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother john listen it's a pleasure to be talking angels baseball with you every single monday through friday every weekday so you can take us to work with you or whether you're going to the gym in the morning like a good person that you are or working out and listening to us i don't think i could exercise and listen to us at the same time Mike. so <laughs> shout out to those people who are able to do that and good multicast. You. right good on you uh listen i appreciate the locked on everydayers who have said fellas Thank you for being here every day, even though it's so hard to watch this team. And so there's just been a lot of support lately in the comments on YouTube and on Twitter and Instagram. And so, yeah, it's very much appreciated. We love what we do. Mike and I started doing podcasting as a, a hobby and just a way to connect and hang out with each other once a week. And Locked On Podcast Network thought, hey, come talk about the Angels for us. And so here we are. And it's a pleasure. So thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for the support because it's much needed right now. On today's show, there's breaking waiver wire news. The Angels are having a fire sale, Michael. Yeah. And the Angels started a new trend in baseball. We're going to talk about that and, of course, recap the loss to the Phillies on <laughs> Tuesday night. Oh boy, but we got to get to the breaking news, Mike. The waiver wire news. Why don't you uh, start us out with that? Yeah, Jeff Passan, who cursed us
0: last year when he said, hey, you paying attention to what's happening in right. Southern California? And then we lost 14 in a row. Yeah, uh, He, he uh, tweeted out some breaking news yesterday. Many fans already know about it. The Angels placed Giolito, Matt Moore, and Reynaldo Lopez, and Hunter Renfro and Randall Gritschuk on waivers. That was according to ESPN.
1: And, and Leon now, too. Leon. And, and- and Dominic Leone
0: is yeah. now a part of that as well. These guys, Johnny, can be claimed by teams for free on Thursday. <laughs> sort of, yes. Yes. And so uh, for the Angels, this is really just a pure salary dump, according to Passin. Uh, they're, they're no longer any August trades. I didn't know that until yeah, we know. actually started looking into that. And so these transactions, getting rid of these guys, is really just salary relief. Now, teams that claim these players... Uh, They're going to need to only pay the salaries of these players for the rest of the season. And then who gets the players is going to be determined in reverse order of record. The team with the worst record that puts in a claim on the player will receive that player. And then there's going to be plenty of claims that would be put in from playoff caliber teams that need starter help bullpen help and need some bats, Johnny. So that's from Jeff Passan. Then Alden Gonzalez tweeted, and you got that. So go ahead and share that.
1: Before I say it, wouldn't it just be funny if like the Rockies claimed like Matt Moore so that the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks <laughs> couldn't get them? They're just like, forget you guys. Brilliant we're, move. We're going to mess this up Is for Is somebody
0: going to play spoiler in all of this? Somebody's right. going to just grab all of these guys and that way no other team can do it and they're just going to hoard them together, right? Like that would be a brilliant move. I'd love to see that.
1: Mike, no longer... No, not only are there no longer trades, but they also do reverse order for the whole league. It's not by American and National League anymore. It's all of MLB. So yeah. that's another wrinkle to this story. But uh, Alden Gonzalez writes for ESPN now. He was a beat writer for the Angels, uh, you know, many moons ago. He said the players can still be postseason eligible when they're claimed. A lot of teams could use these players. The Angels, meanwhile, have long been out of contention and might be able to get back under the luxury tax threshold by shedding these contracts for a month. He also tweeted, You can criticize the Angels for many things, but this makes a lot of sense. Hmm. They were in rare position of having a lot of pending free agents in late August because they went all in and quickly fell off. So if they're not contending... Why not shed those contracts? We'll talk about that in a second. But then Jim yeah. Duquette from, uh, he's a former MLB GM, Jim Duquette for the Mets and the Orioles, and now he's on MLB Network Radio. He said, if this is true, I would expect a grievance to be filed by the MLBPA, the Players mm. Association, since most of these transactions are not baseball performance related. That's debatable. Uh, <laughs> but an attempt to get below the luxury tax, or at the very least, the commissioner should look into the best interest of baseball clause mike mm. hit me with your initial thoughts on this one because i have some too but i'll let you go first yeah
0: I, there's this nuance that's involved in that and when i say nuance don't hear me say i'm defending the angels doing this you, you I'm, saw I'm, that I'm,
1: tweet didn't you
0: i, <laughs> I I'm, I'm saying this here's the nuance the angels are very narrowly over the the luxury tax mm-hmm. in, in the first tier. Now, if a couple of these players get claimed, they'll fall below that. And mm-hmm. then what happens if they fall below that is their 2024 draft comp pick, if they lose Shohei Ohtani in free agency, will, will be after the second round rather than the fourth round. Correct. So that's the benefit of making these moves. Johnny, I think... It's ridiculous. And here's why I think it's ridiculous. You've traded away a lot of really good players. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to save $7 million. Right. And that's it. And I just think that that is just utterly ridiculous. And it feels very arty. Arty's going to arty. This feels very angels. Angels are going to (laughs) angel. Quite honestly, it just feels like they're waving the white flag. and, And I think all of us knew that that was going to be the case because the angels have just fallen off a cliff. Here's the thing that it has taught me. Phil Nevin is an incredible manager. And here's why. Because he has kept the lid on this trash for so long And now he can't keep the lid on this trash. Like he was able to have this team around 500 for so long, even over 500. And this is the trash that's underneath it. Like this is the garbage, this team that it is right now. This is the garbage that they are. Like, I, like, I, I, I owe him an apology. He's obviously managed really well, right? And notice the sarcasm in my voice because this team is just completely falling apart. And this just is like the double exclamation point after this season that now we're going to try to get under their luxury tax and try to get like maybe a second round compensatory draft pick instead of a fourth round. And that's it. And we've lost Kai Bush and Edgar Caro. And we've lost all of these players that we were really anticipating and looking forward to seeing. And then all of these players come over and they're trash. They're terrible. Like this is just so angels so arty and, and really just kind of the epitome of this season this season johnny is worse than last season like this oh, is just terrible awful no good it's a very bad
1: day those are my thoughts it's a bold claim to say phil nevin was a great manager but then again mike you're a you're a bold guy is, <laughs> is bold the right word bold? i think i think you he didn't hear <laughs> me when
0: i said notice the sarcasm and nope, voice.
1: nope, nope. i'm, I'm <laughs> glossing over it i'm glossing over it make a comment below yes <laughs> Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, not only does it get them under the luxury tax, it kind of, it, it, this is stupid. It it resets the <laughs> it penalty. Is. It's so stupid. <laughs> it resets the penalty. So if they want to go near the luxury tax again next year and go over it, they won't get that second year in a row. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And again, we're not trying to defend this. We're trying to just give you the facts that say, yes here's what the angels are probably thinking. Yep. It doesn't take away from the fact that they traded all their uh, farm system guys to get these players, to make a run, to make a push. It doesn't change the fact that these guys all fell apart. I think the only good person from this trade has been Ronaldo Lopez, and, and he blew a save, not a save, but he blew the game against the Mets the other day. Yeah, uh, It really is just the perfect storm of ridiculousness and trash, and Mike, the first thing I thought of was just like, this is such an Artie Marino move to to save money and get them under the luxury tax. Now, having said that, I hear, again, they'll get a second round compensatory, compensatory pick for Shohei rather than fourth round. At the same time, it's like, you guys, you know you're going to lose Shohei? Like, that's, right. that's what that you're was the other question here? I have. Like, so
0: you're anticipating potentially losing Shohei and maybe it's not potential. Maybe they know something that that we don't know. Maybe he has been very clear or his agent has been very clear, like, Bro, I'm not coming back to this dumpster fire. And right. I don't blame him. I, I don't blame, blame him. I yeah. get out as as quick as I possibly can and Put and me go somewhere on the else.
1: waiver wire is what Shohei said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go somewhere right now, right? Uh the other thing, Mike, is that there are plenty of teams in contention, and I think about like the Rangers desperately need bullpen help. So if I'm the Rangers, I am crossing my fingers and my toes to get Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, even Dominic Leone. I'd take him too. Yeah. pick up Lucas Giolito, put him in the bullpen or whatever yeah. you got to do. Like the Angel, uh, the Rangers desperately need a new bullpen, and I think that the Angels just made those guys available, and that would be really helpful to them. All of this to say. It just it, they they have waved the white flag. They're not mathematically eliminated yet, and I understand there's probably there was little or no chance of them getting into a playoff spot. But it's funny to me that even before the math says that they're eliminated, they surrendered. It also tells me like what are you what are you saying to the guys on the field? What are you saying to the fans? What are you saying to the to the people who support this team? Because you're waving the white flag, you're throwing in the towel, and you're trying to recoup seven million out of this budget that's you know. 20 20 times that? Like, good yeah. grief. And it, it just cracks me up that this is what it's come down to. Arden Marino has to sell this team. yeah John Carpino needs to be far and away from this team. Go back to billboards, go back to advertising. You're obviously very good at marketing and making money because that's all you've been doing with the Angels the last 12 years. You've turned it into a marketing machine. Congratulations. You set out what you wanted to do. Now let baseball people enjoy baseball and let baseball people do baseball things. Get away from baseball. Go make money in another field of work. We don't want you here. We don't want you in baseball. We don't want you around baseball. You have plenty of opportunities to go somewhere else and be just fine with your billions of dollars. Leave our baseball team alone. Go away, John Carpino. Go away, Artie Marino. That's my rant.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And and that's why this is ridiculous. Quite honestly, this is why Angel fans have said often, like, I'm not going to buy into the hope because there's yeah. going to be something that's going to be pulled out from underneath us. And that's what this is. Yeah. We've had the, the carpet pulled out from underneath us. Now, here's the irony in all of this is that Angel fans saw the white flag a lot sooner than sure. the Angels actually admitted to it. But I, I would say that they probably saw the white flag like earlier too, but we're just trying to see what they could do with this team. But this has been what it's been and it's a result of terrible leadership. It's a result of terrible managerial skills. It's a result of terrible coaching. And, and I wonder what it was like bringing in all of these other players from other teams. And if that really messed up the culture as well, because this team has literally fallen off a cliff since the trade deadline. And we thought maybe it would be great to add a few arms and add a few bats. And all of them have underperformed. And then when they get announced that they're going to be on the waiver wire, Randall Grichuk goes and has two doubles and a home run and yeah. looks like a fantastic player. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for showing up when we told you that we're probably going to let you go. Thank yeah. you for that. We really yeah. appreciate that as ain't fans.
1: Could have used that uh, about three weeks ago there, Grichuk. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, here, here's the other thing, Mike. Perry Manassian went out and addressed the needs of the team at the yeah. deadline. Yeah. He got relief pitchers. He got a starting pitcher. He got a couple of position players. He even did that back in June when he got Escobar and Moustakis. Like, he he did what he was supposed to do. He was trying to fill the gaps and fill the needs that the Angels had because of all the injuries. Right. I get that. And I get that the players showed up and immediately pooped the bed. Yep. You can't – I mean, it was a gamble. And everybody knew it was a gamble. And it's a gamble you have to take, especially in the last year of Shohei Ohtani. You can't just look into your crystal ball and think, well, August is going to be real hard. I guess we shouldn't even try to go out and get anybody. Now, you could make an argument that maybe they should have kept the team they already had, but most of the people who have failed us are Tyler Anderson and Reed Detmers and Patrick Sandoval and Carlos Estevez, who have been here all season long. Those are a lot of the problems, too, on this team. It's not just the guys Perry went to go fill in the gaps. The whole team has sucked from yep. top to bottom. Yep. And guys who've been injured are not coming back. Who knows what's going on with Rendon? Tried to come back, realized it was too painful to play. It just sucks. It it yep. all sucks, and it sucks as a fan. And uh, so here we are ranting about it. So <laughs> speaking of suck, we're going to talk about the uh, Angels and Phillies game up next from last night. The Angels and Phillies are playing at 10.05. A.M. Pacific time this morning. So hopefully you're watching this. Yeah, (laughs) get the misery over sooner. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Coming up on Locked on Angels, have the Halos started a new trend? No, not just waiver wire fire sales, but something else. Mike and I are going to talk about it and we'll tell you why and if we like it. That's coming right up.
0: Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Sales. Listen, are you struggling with to close deals? I know that sometimes it can be really difficult to kind of land that deal and and do really well. Cold outreach is hard and it feels like you're wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow, outdated data, data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which lead to better outcomes. They call this at LinkedIn Sales, Deep sales and they've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales. It's LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now you can try it and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on. And you can get a 60 day free trial. This sales navigator will help you to sell like the superstar that you are today. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on to get started today.
1: Thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, I know you have a lot to say. And so that's why Mike and I open up the Fan Mail Friday mailbag every Friday. And we need your questions. You got to get in our list, get in our listens, get in our mailbag, send in your questions, whether that's on social media at Lockdown Angels on Twitter, at SuperHaloRose on Twitter and Instagram. You can even give us a call. On our voicemail line, 714-409-6396. That number is in the episode description below. We'd love to hear from you, so get in our mailbag for fan mail Friday. Catch the Angels playing the Phillies today at 10.05 a.m. Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. Johnny, the uh, Angels lost 12 to seven to the Phillies.
0: And this was one of those games that just felt like a repeat game from the year. What's the, the line angels... from,
1: from Zoolander. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
0: Like that <laughs> <laughs> was me. It was like deja vu. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the angels got a run. Renhefo hit a home run and then Harper hits a home run. Then a Gritchuk double and Otani hits a little dribbler down to the third baseline. Lorenzen throws the ball away. Angels score. Gritchuk comes around and scores two to one angels. Then Kyle Schwarber comes back in and hits a home run and it's <laughs> two to two. And again, it's that lack of a shutdown inning that happens all of the time. Now, it's
1: de- over here. it's
0: I got really hopeful when Renjifo hit his second home run, his 14th of the year in the top of the fourth, because in the bottom of the inning, the the Phillies didn't get a run, which I was yeah. shocked at. Then the Angels got another run in the top of the fifth. And then in the bottom of the fifth, the Phillies didn't get a run. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, this is fantastic. But that trend ended, Johnny, in the bottom of the sixth inning when Alec Boehm came in and hit a three-run home run and that knocked Anderson out of the game and his stats were about par, par for the course, what he's done all season long. And then the Phillies at a sixth spot in the sixth inning and then it just kind of falls apart from there. Johnny, as I watched this game, I I wrote down some notes and I just put these notes in in our notes. I I said, fans, we feel for you this is terrible, and this team should be embarrassed. <laughs> and then yes. I thought, like, we need some sort of positive, Johnny. We need some sort of, like, what is it that we can look at? What is it that we can actually enjoy from this team? So is there a positive that that you could share with us right now that maybe would give us some
1: hope for why we're watching and some hope for next year? Zach Neto is going to have some rehab assignments soon, so he'll be back uh, in the last couple of weeks of... The season. Obviously, he's been a spark plug all season long. And then Nolan Shanuel, Mike, he extended his hit streak to nine games, which ties the Angels' record for the longest streak to begin a career with David Eckstein. And the he X- hit safely in his first nine games in 2001 when he started his career. So that's exciting to see. Now, Chase Silseth is somebody you and I have been excited about. I think you more than me you you really thought that he could be a big factor in the rotation and and he's had his highlights he took on three really tough teams in a row and got wins and all of those um he did go on the seven day il which is concussion protocol uh, so hopefully i am glad to see that they're taking good care of him and yeah. taking all the precautions because taking a ball to the back of the head like that is just no good uh Look, I mean, Mickey Moniak, I know he came out of this game with back tightness. Here we go again, lower back tightness. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he had himself a great game on Monday night against the Phils. I know Logan O'Hoppe's been struggling at the plate. I think it's going to take some time for him to get his timing back because the majors are so much faster and move so much more quickly than the minors. But he's great behind the dish. I really love seeing him there, and I think that he's going to be a big factor for our future. So – there's just so many young players that you can be excited about who are going to be positive contributions from here on out. Look, I, if we just <laughs> if we sit on our hands and let those guys roll with it next year like more power to them man yeah. because you you look up and down the the farm system, especially like the Trash Pandas. Uh, I know they had a great season last year. I know a lot of the guys who were on that team are now on the Major League club or on the IL uh, with the Major League club. But they have a cohesion. They have a a, a tight knitness to them, right? They have a togetherness. And honestly, I think that's what's going on with the Angels is that I don't feel like these guys are tight knit. I know that mm. obviously, like there's Shohei and Sandy, like they have their friendship, and Renhifo, like he's somebody who's really tight knit with the group. But there's something wrong, man. I, I like you mentioned, you alluded to it earlier. There's too many personalities in that clubhouse phil nevin might not be the guy to manage all those personalities just just clean house for the love of all that's holy and righteous like clean house and let the young kids play right yeah
0: i think the young dudes need to take over this team and i think that they need to create this team in their own image they're they're passionate energetic youthful vibe. I think that they just need to take over this team. I think they need to stop waiting for the veterans to do anything because the veterans that were brought onto this team and the veterans that are on this team, and I'm also, I'm specifically talking about like a Hunter Renfro, Anthony Rendon, and even Mike Trout. Like these guys haven't stepped up. Trout can't even stay on the field. Rendon doesn't want to be on the field. And Hunter Renfro only hits when it's not really impactful. It, and so, exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's time for the young guys to take over. I think Zach Neto should just take over. I don't think you should wait for Mike Trout to give you permission. I think you should take over. I think Nolan Shanuel should take over. I don't think you should wait for Anthony Rendon, if he is a leader at all, to give you permission. I just think that they need to take over this team and build this team in their own image. They need to set the trends. They need to set the standards. And they need to not wait for these other guys because there isn't a leader on this team. I no. would say that Shohei Otani is a leader. I would say that he is a really good leader. Maybe not vocally, and it might be because he has high respect for those that have been here longer than him. In in, in particular, Mike Trout. But I also think that it's time for Shohei in just the last month that he's with this team to really just start being what he was with the WBC team, Team Japan. I think he can be vocal. I think he can uh, make announcements. I think that he models leadership in the way that he actually carries himself, but also as he plays, and I think it's time for him to just yell at these guys. Like I think it's time for him <laughs> to say, "This is this is completely unacceptable." I would be I would be offended if I was on this team and watching these guys perform the way that they're performing and going, "What are you What are you doing, guys? Come on, let's let's go." It seems like he really loves his teammates, but it seems like the the love for the teammates is is higher and more important than holding teammates accountable hmm. and challenging them. So, young guys. It's time. Create this team in your own image. It's time. Let this team follow your lead. It's time. Go out there and work as hard as you can and earn your spot. And I I think that they need to do that starting now. And I think that they need to allow these young guys in the minor leagues, whoever they might be, to come up in spring training and to win a roster spot. And if they run with these young guys and we lose a hundred games next year, I'll enjoy watching that team more than I've enjoyed watching this team. Johnny, the Angels are, are setting some trends, and when we talk about the young guys, it is in the category of, of bringing up these young guys. They've been really aggressive in bringing up players from the minor leagues really quickly. They draft them, and then they bring them up. We saw that with Chase Silseth. Then it got a lot quicker with Zach Neto. We didn't even think Netto would sniff the majors this year, and then they draft Nolan shanuel in June, and he's already playing in August, and... Yeah. Uh, he looks like Tony Gwynn, right? He looks like a young Tony <laughs> Gwynn with his bat. He's really playing really, really well. We've also actually seen this happening across the major leagues. Uh, Ethan Salas was brought to uh, was drafted by the the Padres, and the Nationals have a guy named Dylan Cruz. Mm-hmm. They're already in Double A now. Salas is 17, and Cruz was the second pick in the draft this year, and they're already moving up. And so the trend that I think that the Angels are actually setting across Major League Baseball is moving players from Mm -hmm. the draft and the minor leagues, moving them quickly. And my question for you is, do you think this is a good trend? Would you like to see more of this? Are there any positives that you see? And then are there any negatives or setbacks or
1: drawbacks from this? It certainly makes baseball a whole lot more fun, especially for the teams that are moving these players up the way that they are. Mike, there was even talk that maybe – Jackson Holiday could be with the Orioles at some point yeah. this season for a while. I don't know where that has landed, but I did see that out there uh in the Twitter verse, so the Xverse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um I think that there are pros and cons here. I think the pros are that, like I said, it it's it's an immediate impact. It's more entertaining. It changes the dynamic of a team, as we've seen with yeah. Zach Neto when he got to this team. It really was a spark plug. I think nolan shanuel has also kind of had that effect at least he's been a great leadoff guy right and it's cost effective it's a quick return on draftees you, you get these guys and it's a quick return
0: that, that's what perry needs to say to artie hey artie we just need to bring these guys up because you'll save some money and yeah, no you'll kidding. see it happening more and more in in anaheim that's really what needs to happen is the baseball guys need to manipulate artie to get Artie to do what they really want him to do without telling him that they make, want him to do make that, it right?
1: m- Make it seem like it's his idea. That's, Reverse psychology on Artie. <laughs> that's right. Mike, I, I have to think that, I think that because colleges are getting better and really might even be doing it better than some major league teams mm. with the data yep. and the analytics and the know-how and the development. Look, you're not going to get a high school guy right to the majors. I know Bryce Harper was 19 uh, when he debuted and and that's, you know, that's Bryce Harper. That's why he's crushing us and hitting home runs the way he is and, and learning how to play first base, you know, after being an outfielder his whole yep. career. Um, you have those guys, you have guys like that and Mike Trout, right? Those are just very rare occasions. However, I will say, I think that colleges and college level players are quickly catching up. And doing all the things that some MLB teams are doing, and some MLB teams wish they could be doing. And so I think there's a lot of ready made talent coming out of colleges, and they're so dang close, if not already close, to being major league ball players. Because I think as those guys get moved up more quickly, I think MLB skews younger, and mm. then college and MLB kind of meet in the middle eventually. I think that's kind of where this is going. At the same time, I, I also feel like when you get these college players, the game certainly major league is a whole different level than than college. The right. game's faster, or the guys are more professional. You can't just rely on what got you through college. At the same time, the quick, the more quickly these guys these guys can adjust to the game, the more uh, of an impact they're going to have. Like Zach Neto, you see him mm-hmm. make a change in his stance like he's got that leg kick that everybody criticized and and when he gets to two strikes he changes it up like he he sticks with what works and yeah. i think that's what's wrong with the angels is they don't let the guys stick with what works so we see shanuel sticking with what works for him we see zetto <laughs> Zach netto sticking <laughs> with what works for him and it's because these guys are are almost ready made and they just got their opportunities they came through the ranks and here they are making an impact in MLB. Again, I think college is getting closer and closer to MLB level in terms of the way that they bring up their players so that they are draft eligible, so that they do get signed by teams, because it's a lot of incentive for a college to get their players signed by MLB teams. It's bragging rights for their whole baseball program. So it really makes a lot of sense to me that these college level players are so close, if not already ready for major league baseball
0: hey thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day if you want to watch the angels play the phillies you can at ten o five today <laughs> catch every pitch of the angels hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just search angels
1: Hey friends, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Bros on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you there. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure you subscribe. If you're not subscribed already, thank you to those who are. Hit that like button, that thumbs up if you would and comment below. We try try our best to get to every comment, so please comment and we'll do our best to get to you. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show?
0: We had a Locked On Every Dayer that brought up a really interesting question. What is Artie's motivation for owning the Halo? Hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about his motivation,
1: what we think it is, and why it actually matters tomorrow on Locked On Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. More Artie Marino talk. Can't get away from him. All right, friends, thanks for being here with us. We appreciate you once again. Thanks for all your support. And until tomorrow's show, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike.
0: Just for clarity, when I said Phil Nevin, I owe you an apology. It was sarcasm, just in case, sarcasm.
1: Get on with it. And my (laughs) name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here, friends, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.